Hey, welcome to episode two of the Crazy Good God podcast. I'm Nancy Teague, and thank you for joining me. Say, if you're wondering who I am, please check out episode one, where I share the who, why, what of me, the Crazy Good God podcast, and you. So today we're going to be exploring crazy, good, and a dream. And they are all connected to knowing who God is. I want to look at a dream that I had 19 years ago that ties in with crazy and good. It was June 21st, 2003. In the wee hours of the morning, in a dream, I was walking with a man on a dirt road. He had a staff in his hand, he wore a robe, and he had a beard. And it's like, hmm, mind you of anybody? But you know what? I wasn't thinking. It's Jesus in the dream. It's like we were just good friends. So we're walking along, and then he turns to me and said, you have to be crazy. No exclamation mark, no animation, just kind of a matter of fact, that's the way it is. And I responded, yes, I just heard that the other day in that kind of inflection. I still remember that. And it's so funny because I have no idea why I said that because I hadn't heard it before. Okay, the next scene in the dream, we're in my house. He's puttering around like he was very familiar and comfortable there, just doing his thing like it was home to him, and I was doing my thing. Well, then he decided to leave and went out the side screen door and headed down the driveway. I happened to notice him quietly leaving, heading that way, and I wasn't hurt that he didn't say he was leaving, but I just wanted to wish him well. So I went to the side door to say goodbye. As I looked out the screen door, I saw him step over a black blob, B-L-O-B, in the middle of the driveway. All of a sudden, this blob rose up behind him and turned into a dark figure. It was holding a tower-like structure. It reminded me of like an old TV antenna that used to be on the rooftops when I was a little girl, or radio towers today. This dark figure began to try and hit my dear friend with that tower. My friend did not duck or turn around or try to defend himself. It's as if he didn't even notice the attack. And if he was actually being hit, he wasn't feeling the blows. He was just continuing on with where he was going. But I was shocked and angry at what this dark persona was doing. And I yelled out three times, Don't you hurt him! Don't you hurt him! Don't you hurt him! And I woke up and I was so, I just remember being so upset and troubled. It's like, what is this black figure trying to do? He's hurting my friend. And finally, I came to myself like, oh, okay, that was just a dream. Whew. Well, then I thought to myself, you have to be crazy? What does that mean? And what about the tower? So I gave some thought to all of that, and this is the interpretation, understanding that I had at the time about the tower. It was man-made, stiff, rigid, hierarchical structures, such as in politics, institutions, corporations, religions, denominations. Someone is on top, and everyone else is underneath that top person. The one on the top is there to control, direct, take care of people, depends on the type of hierarchy it is, 
And sadly, some of those can be to manipulate or dominate others. And then someone that I had shared the dream with way back then thought of the radio tower as possibly being a type of the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2.2. Well, now today, in 2022, I see more because he's been showing me more about who he really is. One of the things about Jesus, him not revealing who he was in the dream, or at least I sure didn't know it was him, if it was, it made me think of Mary at the empty tomb and how she thought that Jesus was the gardener. He had hid himself from her so she wouldn't recognize him. So why did he do that? Was it because Jesus is humble? I wonder more if it isn't how he identifies with our humanity, so he just looks normal to us, like us. And maybe he just likes to have fun with us. And you know what? He is fun. And now I see more clearly that God's kingdom is a level playing field. His kingdom is about mutuality. And of course, Jesus is on the top. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. But when you think about Jesus, he liked to be ground level with humanity. Think of all the times where he was connected with the dirt. He drew in the dirt. He made mud. You could say that Jesus is down to earth. Now, God is also impartial. He has no favorites. All are his beloved. But we, in our shallow understanding, we just know that some are not his favorites because of what they did. We really don't understand his grace and impartiality. Now, the prince of the power of the air reminds me of the radio tower, the radio waves, that air realm where there's a big influence. Uh, Those kind of waves travel quickly. There's little limitations. Well, that made me think about how effectively and easily accusations travel, how they can travel from us right into somebody else's heart and hurt, or travel from one person to another to another person. Now, the levels on the tower, to me, could be symbolic of judging. Levels set up distinctions, divisions, separations, territories, camps, We could also say they could be called, these levels, okay, good, better, best. And what were the Pharisees back then? The best. And what did they want to do to Jesus? Destroy him. Destroy crazy. So the tower could represent envy and jealousy and feeling threatened and accusing and blaming and belittling and mocking. All righty, let's look at crazy when he said, you have to be crazy. What does crazy mean? I looked it up in the dictionary, and here's some, a summation of the definitions in the dictionary of crazy. Departing from proportion or moderation. Possessed by enthusiasm or excitement. Exceeding appropriate bounds. Absurdly fond, infatuated, obsessed, impractical, foolish, senseless, Unusual, distracted with desire or excitement. Not mentally sound, lacks reason, intensely involved or preoccupied. Now just think about those definitions and then put God is after each one of those. It's like, whoa, what do I do with that? 
Now, what is also surprising that after that dream in the morning, I just happened to be reading John 2, and I came upon Jesus in the temple. Jesus made a whip out of cords and began to overturn the money changers' tables and driving out the sacrificial animals. He was like a crazy man. And then later, it says the disciples remembered zeal for his father's house consumed him. And you know what? It's not what is his house. It is who is his house. And that is us. You and I, all of us. So here's another example of crazy. Psalm 139, 17, 18. How precious also are your thoughts of me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I would count them, they would outnumber the sand of the sea. Talk about preoccupation, crazy. Well, how about the uh, parable vineyard owner who, at the crack of dawn, hired some men to work in his vineyard for the day for a denarius. And as the day progressed, he hired some more people. They agreed to work. The end of the day came just before the sun set. A man was just standing around doing diddly squat, and he hired him. So now it's time to pay all the workers. And the vineyard owner paid the person who did basically nothing a denarius. And, of course, all the others are thinking, man, are we going to roll in the dough, especially those that started the day. Well, the vineyard owner paid them the same amount, a denarius. And obviously they were not happy. And the vineyard owner's response to them was, do you have a problem with my generosity? You know, God's like that. I think if we understood how generous he is, we would have a problem. Now, there's another example in John 10, 20, where people said about Jesus, he has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Well, the Greek word for mad is to rage, to be mad, to speak as a madman, full of inner rage, to act as though out of one's senses, temporarily deranged. That sounds a little scary, but that's how they saw Jesus. Okay, now let's look at the word good. What would you be thinking of when you would say, he is a good person, she is a good person? Would behind that comment of a good person be nice, kind, helpful, charitable, honest, obey the laws? Well, let's check out this scripture that says God is good. This is in Mark 10, 17 and 18. A man came up to Jesus and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Now, it's interesting that the word alone is Greek for the primary number one. So basically, Jesus is saying to that man, No one is good but one. And obviously, Jesus did not answer the man's question. I wonder if the man had his priorities mixed up. He was more interested in getting eternal life as opposed to what is really good. Okay, so what is good? What does good mean in the Greek in this passage here? It means intrinsically good, good in nature, 
good whether it be seen to be so or not. Generous, kindness, to wonder at, think highly of, excelling in any respect. It doesn't say every respect, excelling in any respect. Is this kind of good beyond man's good? Jesus said only one is good. Could we say God is holy good? Now, I was told decades ago that holy meant spotless, no fleck of dust, no little itty-bitty lint on him, morally pure and upright. And that is not what holy means. When I learned what it meant in the Greek, which is the word hagios, it's like, whoa. So holy means, in the scriptures, other than, nothing like it. It has nothing to do with morality. It's other than, nothing like it. So let's combine crazy and good. From what we've learned here, basically we could say God is crazy good. God is good crazy. So I just wanted to have a little fun here where we put together the good with some of those crazy definitions. Now remember, good is excelling in any respect, even if we don't see it or encounter it. So here we have enthusiastic, excited, good. Excelling in any respect of enthusiastic or excited, even if we don't see it or encounter it. Excelling in any respect of infatuated and absurdly fondly, good. Obsessed foolishly, even if we don't see it or encounter it. Distracted with desire or excitement, even if we don't see it or encounter it. Intensely involved and preoccupied in any respect of that, even if we don't see it or encounter it. It doesn't mean if we haven't encountered it that it's not happening. It is happening because that's who he is. So this is like a, whoa, wow, like it's going to take a while to let this soak in. And if you have time, perhaps you can re-listen to these definitions. Even the dream, maybe the Lord will show you something that works in your life and things that have happened to you. Ask the Holy Spirit to quicken in you truths about God being crazy good and good crazy. The Father, Son, and the Spirit are in charge of opening everyone's eyes and ears. It is a work of the Spirit. Paul writes in Corinthians, The things of the Spirit can never be understood by the mind of man, for they are spiritually appraised. That Spirit within you is what gets quickened, and then it gets so big in you as you begin to move into and be persuaded by and wowed by truth. It's wondrous truth. So here's just one other quick crazy. I never would have thought my crazy dream in 2003 would be part of a title of a podcast, let alone that I would do a podcast. And I just see this as a God setup. And so that crazy word is sharing the domain for this podcast. It's just incredible to me. Now, I just want to give you a quick heads up about episode three. It's going to be about a word that I heard from the Lord right in the middle of actually a worship time, and I wanted to cry, but I didn't want to cry. So I'm going to explain that to you and, and what that all meant. 
So summing things up here, I'm just kind of moving out of the podcast. Feel free to share crazygoodgod.org with people. Pass on this crazy good news. Pass on hope, joy, acceptance, insights. Oh, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find crazygoodgod.org podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podcast Addicts, and there's a few others in there. I can't think of them right now. Alrighty, I am. I just can't tell you how excited I am to share things that have been in me for years and just bubbling up, and I'm so thankful the Lord has opened this door. Bliss to you, and never forget, he is absolutely crazy about you. I'm excited for our next time. See ya. See ya.